0: Hello, and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am Bedlam, the aforementioned DM of this story-driven, semi-edited, real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We have a quick announcement before we get started. I recently had the opportunity to sit down and chat with Robert Walker, host of the podcast Dungeons Dragons & Psychology during that time we talked about the topic safely running darker stories at your table and that episode will air on may 7th and i invite you to check it out when it becomes available i will post the relevant links in our feed and socials when it's time also please go check out our relatively new website peaceinthechaosproductions.com that's peaceinthechaosproductions.com as we grow you'll be able to find some fun things there Right now, there's an opportunity to leave comments, as well as an audio drama section where you can find several audio shorts that have to do with the player characters and some experiences they have had that haven't necessarily been a part of the podcast proper. Before this episode, our group took the time to level up, and each player will briefly describe the effects of said level up during the introductions. Bedlam Social Hour does occasionally contain mature language and subject matter, so listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us as we continue to create our story. We hope you enjoy.
1: Will I be Grom, the Toothy, played by Percy, and I'm a fifth level barbarian. I just got 55 hit points, an extra attack, and now I'm fast. And I have alert, so I can't be surprised. I am
2: Mira Malnir. I am now a level five monk. I gained an extra attack. Stunning strike, gem flight, and a better breath weapon.
3: I am Valreal, gold dragonborn, uh, played by Matt Wagner. I level up to level five, got an extra breath weapon, and 34 hit points from 30, and proficiency bonus of three.
4: Howdy, I'm Brax, played by Mark. McGrath. That was weird. Howdy, I'm Brax, played by Mark McGrath. Uh, today I'll be taking a second level of Cleric. And with that, I get to uh, kind of talk to my god a little bit and make myself uh, appear in two places. And get one more little spell, too.
5: I am Tyler Lore, played by Carrie. I have leveled to a level 5 fighter. I gain an extra attack. And um, now, plus three proficiency bonus.
0: Last session, on the tail end of a divine intervention, the party found need to strike camp and convalesce after their combat encounter. During the night, both Tylalora and Mirbolnir each saw a manifestation of someone important to them individually. Tylor saw Gwendolith with a slit throat and gouged eyes, and Mirmulnir witnessed Maiala, his elven companion from the Emerald Vengeance, being dragged into the forest but what he assumed to be a manifestation of Cusodros. That same evening, Grom experienced a modified vision of his encounter which detailed the introduction of his little passenger. The next day, after a night's rest and a bit of healing magic from Brax, everyone, including his previously grievously wounded horse Chip, was ready to continue. They easily followed the directions provided by their new gnomish friends, and despite the disorienting nature of the trail, they arrived at the cottage of Auntie Marion. Grom and Tylalore proceeded in first, and after some brief negotiation came to an agreement. Auntie would lift the curse of Tylalore's Dagger of Compulsion, as well as the one affecting Grom's light sensitivity. She also agreed to craft the elixir needed to cure Grom's wood blight. All of this in exchange for Grom's little passenger. While the two conversed with Auntie, Brax cast speak with animals and proceeded to check in with their horses as well as the three summoned creatures from the bag of tricks. Meanwhile, Grom readily agreed to the grizzly exchange and summarily delivered what Auntie asked along with his left eye. True to her word, Auntie removed the curses and upon doing so, Tylalore became aware of every suggestion to which her dagger had ever forced her to agree, including marrying Grom. As they waited for the elixir to brew, Mirmulnir spoke with Auntie while Brax and Valryl chased after a gnome they had observed simply deliver a cow to Auntie's yard and then depart without a word. Mirmulnir's proximity to Auntie had him realizing that he had inadvertently given his name to a Nevercross, and unfortunately Auntie was unable to return it as it did not belong to her. She did, however, seemingly unlock a feature of his new mechanical squirrel, which allows him to use it as a compass with the ability to point him towards the location of what he most desires. Having lost the foul-smelling gnome, Brax and Valrill returned and took their turn with Auntie, despite Valrill refusing to set foot in the cottage. Auntie offered to renegotiate a bargain Brax currently has with Nair as well as a divorce for Valrill. Both opted to bide their time and make no deals. At that, Grom received his elixir, which, after imbibing, seemingly cured his wood blight. It is here we will resume our story with the group outside Auntie Marion's cottage in a gentle rain, about midday.
1: Well, I suppose the world's in front of us now. What are you looking to do? Like how I inadvertently put Tylalore on blindside. blind side? Tyler Tylalore! <laughs> oh, shit, there you are. Okay. <laughs> Sneaking up on me. This'll take some getting used to. Hey.
5: Gotta make sure your blind side's guarded.
1: I've still got this gauze held to my eye, correct? Yep. I have my hand cupped to my eye. So then after he drank the potion as well... Is it
4: immediate for the wood blight? Like, since we've known him, he's been turning into a tree. Does he now look like he doesn't have any bark?
0: You can see it's not immediate, but it's slowly.
4: Okay.
5: Color is returning. Yeah.
0: He feels like it's immediate,
1: but visually it's just receding. My ghillie suit is fading. Well, I suppose I don't have any more business. I think I'm going to go lay down. Well, yeah, I guess if you want to just get in that, that carriage then coach. Grom steps out into the rain and takes a second and just relaxes and feels the cool rain like kind of help him accept some of his pain a little bit more. And he stumbles his way, kind of a little wobbly from pain, all the way to the back of the wagon. Crawls up and then promptly lays down. Grom, as you stumble to the
0: carriage, Mr. Snugglebottoms turns his head to regard you. and You almost feel, through his there's an element of uh,
1: sympathy in that gigantic horse eye. Yeah, I kind of like you too, horse. Don't tell anybody.
5: I'm walking with you to assist. Well,
4: V, I guess. I mean, you don't want to go in there, so might as well get going, huh? Yeah, that's a good idea. Or to change just your mind. let get out of mind.
3: here. No, I, you ain't changing my mind.
4: All right. Not today.
5: Where are we going?
4: Going to that uh, little town with the little guys that make the gears, right?
5: Akana? I... Think so.
4: We just follow this path, right? When we get down there? Is it I can't remember, so I know Grom had the map. So yeah, I guess uh let's just get going then, right? I mean we're not gonna stick around here for no reason.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Alright, well, I'm gonna go ahead and get on the chip then and
5: Better retrieve your squirrel.
4: Yeah. I'm gonna reach down or follow the squirrel to
2: the bush, reach down, pick him up, plant him on my shoulder, and head towards the carriage.
0: You retrieve the squirrel, no problem. You reach down right as you're about to grab it. Kind of responds, but then lets you pick it up off the ground. And in the solemn atmosphere of what you've all just been through, you saddle up, get the horses turned around, pointed the right direction. It's a perception check from anybody who gives a shit where the owl is.
5: I think I'm probably in the coach with Grom at this point.
0: It's in the claws of a giant dragon. 16. 13. You see the owl perched in a tree. It's not close. It's probably about maybe 100 yards off into the trees. Hard to see through the trees but uh, you just happen to be in a position where you can catch a glimpse of it. It's sitting on a branch staring your direction with those large unblinking, judging eyes.
4: You think that owl's gonna follow us? That's
3: Grom's
1: owl, ain't it? It is Grom's owl, yeah.
3: I suppose it'll probably follow us. Hey Grom, you want your
4: owl to follow us?
1: I don't care if that stupid owl follows us. Just tell him to come and let us know if he sees a damn dragon.
4: Well, there you go. You heard him. You want to go tell the owl? You sure can. Otherwise, I say we just leave it alone.
1: Yeah, hey, my owl. I don't give a shit what it does. The
0: goats are just casually munching on whatever is near.
4: Oh, yeah. Hey, goat. Big goat. You better come. Just come with me. Come on, Billy.
5: Come on.
3: on
4: Meh. <laughs> <laughs> you going to get your goat? you going to leave it here. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it next to <laughs> that cow, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring the goat.
3: We can probably use him for a little bit, maybe. At least for a companion.
4: Good conversation.
1: Valryl's goat companion <laughs> <laughs> Again,
0: everybody's uh, still a little bit shell-shocked about what uh, transpired. I think Brax is still kind of processing with some things that was said Miramlnir, same. You guys kind of mechanically and methodically
1: load up and hit the road What's our traveling ar- set up right now?
4: I would say Brax is up front uh, probably above, above ahead of the carriage.
3: And I'll be on Bojack next to Brax. Also
1: up in front
2: I'm driving the carriage.
5: And I'm in the carriage with you. Cause I'm all alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's nobody here beside me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Snuggle bottoms is offended. <laughs> <laughs> Although being a fan of your singing, Snuggle Bottoms says nothing.
0: Oh no. As you sing, you can see that tail whip get a little bit more aggressive. And you almost think, whoa that horse apple came out of there at a higher velocity than the other ones <laughs> not enough to, to do anything to you but did that horse just try to poop at me
2: <laughs> sorry I didn't mean it like that
1: lying in the back of the of the wagon just kind of musing to myself and the awkward silence between Tylor and myself I love I was gonna hmm I suppose I shouldn't be calling you that anymore
5: I don't see why not
1: I suppose I feel like it's not earned right now.
5: I would argue the several th- weeks we've been together wouldn't change that. My answer may have been based on a curse, but our experiences together have not changed.
1: let well, I'd say my feelings are the same as well. But for now, I feel like we've got 30 days to figure things out.
5: Just don't go trying to dismember yourself anymore, please. I
1: think I need Pretty much all the parts I have left. So do you suppose this Medlac is up in these hills? Somewhere. What do you think about all that Azrulian's tooth business?
5: I know that it is quite dark. I've seen what it can do when put to task.
1: Well, I guess my real question was, do you think we could kill that demon if we had that sword?
5: I honestly don't know.
1: Well, I suppose if not, it'll be one hell of a death.
5: I mean, my knowledge on the sword is, yes, it's a fine weapon, but there's a, what I've seen it used for was Gwendolith always performed a ritual and then it would reach out and snap all of the orcish souls around us. It was very targeted.
1: But The people of my tribe have an ancient way of unlocking the power of a magical sword. You hold the sword in your hands and you put the pointy in, into the bad guy. That'll do it. We put that sword and that damned beast. Well, if we do it enough times, it should work just fine.
5: Yes, but I I mean, if you're planning to use it like that, any sword would do. I mean, I do have this quite fine sword on my hip already.
0: For funsies, let's have a wisdom check from Tyler, please.
5: Thirteen.
0: I'll just throw that out there. I don't know, you get a flash of maybe a memory that's not quite your own, but still rattling around in there. The notion that attacking a demon with his own weapon might not necessarily be as effective as one might think.
5: Yeah, I feel like actually using something other than his own weapon against him would be more effective.
1: Fair, but well, I better get back to work on my damn dagger then, don't I?
5: You still have that fine hatchet you made.
1: I'd rather not dirt it with such a disgusting creature.
0: As you travel, you reach the main road proper, take the appointed direction towards Ekenau, and after a surprisingly short amount of time, the sun comes out. As Tyler picks up the social cues from Grom and decides to let him rest and convalesce a little bit. Is there any other conversation before we...
4: Well, I'd actually say that uh, Rax is a little bit uncharacteristically quiet during this ride. Very much, and he's thinking a lot, which is not very common. Thinking or not talking? Yeah, the fact he's not talking is pretty uncommon, and the fact he's thinking is pretty uncommon, so yeah. Valril,
0: Do you uh, concerned about this, or are you just with him in the contemplation?
4: I'll be there thinking about
3: Grom pulling his eye out. (laughs) That's kind of weird, but also notice uh, Brax is quiet. So, something on your mind, Brax?
4: I'll be look around. How close is the wagon to us? It's up to you. You guys are... Well, okay, actually, it's a little bit up to Murray.
2: I kind of let him get a little bit ahead, so they're a distance away, but I'm keeping pace so I'm not falling back farther from him, but... Okay, I a roll die.
4: Yeah, you are a
0: good distance away.
4: All right, so, yeah, I look around, and it'll be just these, uh... These damn stones that we picked up, man. Everyone seems like they want them. I, this lady back at this cabin here, man, she, the thing she offered for it is... Oh, it's dangerous, I'm telling you what. These stones, man... We gotta look into these things. I just, uh, I don't know.
3: Yeah, it seems like they're not good. But should we just hold on to them and figure out what they're, what they're actually worth? Or,
4: well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think but next stop, I'm gonna have to take a look at them or something. Cause, but yeah, so I'm just saying, uh, we gotta figure out what these things are. Cause there's a lot of people after them. I think we might have just like got the biggest score of our life, really.
3: It appears that that may be the case. But like you said, we need to find out what these stones are and what they're worth, and either keep them or get rid of them.
4: That I agree with. That I agree with. Is
3: that the only thing you have in your
4: mind? Nothing else? No, just these stones, man. Just these stones. All right. What they can do for us, really?
0: All right. No one hearing any conversation with Mister Snugglebottoms.
2: I'm just gonna kinda plod along in silence, wishing it was raining again.
0: It's the humidity. It helps the helps the dry skin. <laughs>
2: I come from a very damp cave, so
5: we just came from a constantly rainy city. You want more rain?
2: That's why I have a tail. I'm used to the water.
0: When you left Auntie's, it was probably about close to four in the afternoon. You travel for a good hour, maybe two. And it's getting potentially on in the evening.
4: Hey, do we uh do we know how far away this this town was gonna be, the city that we're going to? i yell back to Mermonier.
2: I'm not sure. Uh-oh. I was kind of just following you guys. Lee, do you know?
3: No, I don't know.
4: Uh, don't one of you guys have a map? I'm going to start looking for a place that we can camp out then because it's starting to get a
1: little dark. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you guys
2: have a map too? It was just like the exact same you map.
1: You got a map. I thought you guys all had the same map. Because I told them a... we
4: didn't need the map and you got the map. <laughs> All right, I got the map.
1: It's in my pocket. Don't let me see it. (laughs) (laughs) I better write the map down on mine. Apparently I'm holding the map and I didn't know. Well, put the map in your folder and that's good.
4: So yeah, I'm going to start looking for a place uh, that looks like a good camping area. All right, roll survival.
0: 21. You have no problem finding a suitable area. Off the road, water source, grave, initials (laughs) carved in the tree.
2: (laughs) Ah,
1: this camp looks familiar. (laughs) There's
4: my lucky rock.
2: Uh, it's all coming back to me now. I only have so many hours a week, okay? I think there's a particularly <laughs> soft patch of earth under this tree.
3: Hey, Brax, you can put these stones back real quick. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
2: Ooh, a gold coin. All right, you roll up to
3: a
0: nice little picturesque campsite. Something mildly familiar about it, but slightly different. Are you going to just strike camp as per usual, or...?
1: Aye, I'm going to stay out of setting up camp i'm just gonna be lazy on this one
2: i'm gonna go meditate for a while i need to think on some things probably gonna go meditate for like an hour or so all
0: right real quick if you're setting up camp uh just give me the quick who's in a tent who's not in a tent who's sharing a tent brax will have a tent
4: v do you want your own yeah i'll take my own shit
1: now i guess it's a question
5: Oh, ho. oh no, I was planning on sharing your tent
1: A little forward, Miss Tyler Lore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could buy a fella dinner
5: <laughs> My husband is currently missing an eye I'm gonna stand his oh, guard. Yeah,
0: he right won't up. see a thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you guys efficiently throw up a couple tents near what's your plan on sleeping? I'll just crash outside Okay, so I guess the only question is, like legit if you guys want to address that
1: because the whole Grom Lore will they won't they our listeners need to know to be or not to be as I see you like setting up camp while I've still been laying in the back of the wagon sit up towards the edge of the wagon while while you're setting up the only tent that we've been sharing for a while now hey Tyler, I suppose now it comes into question whether that's your tent or my tent
5: are you serious? no
1: I'm just playing <laughs> but uh But I don't have a tent. I don't need one, but...
5: This is our tent. Stop being ridiculous. I
1: certainly enjoyed it when it was our tent. I'm gonna go ahead and like, kinda squeeze by her a little bit, and set all my stuff down, and I'm gonna make sure that I set on the left side of the bed, so that I can keep my bloody eye socket from getting anything on your side all gross. Uh, Since then I've found some cloth and wrapped it around so it's not so heinous cleaned up and been addressed.
0: Let's have a survival roll just to see how well you did with that. With advantage because I ah, know you're good. I think I'm
1: all right. 24. All right. And my intention is just to pretty much be out of things until the morning. I need some time to heal. Mir Molnir. How long are you playing on meditating?
2: Uh, somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half.
0: Well, you guys are pretty efficient at this whole camping thing. So, you guys get it. Put up, fire
4: built, rations consumed. I'm a ranger, so I can pretty much just,
1: you know, live off the land. I took some rabbits.
4: Can you live off the land for all of us? I get
1: twice as much uh, in my favorite terrain No, I'm pretty rations. sure
5: the rations are in the haversack.
1: There are things in the haversack? All right, I shouldn't have the haversack. <laughs> this, is, this has officially been left in your care.
5: And since we've left, we've really only used, like, two days of the rations I bought hunting, and we've stayed t- in town two nights.
1: And we did eat a little bit of troll fat.
0: Eh? When I feel it's right that you're at a ration, I'll warn you that you're running low.
5: I've not been totally negligent.
0: I have been. <laughs> well, Mirimilneir meditates. Tell her what are you going to do?
5: Yeah, just kind of hang out with him. Feel like we've been through some stuff at this point, and even if we're not necessarily talking, just kind of being close is needed at the moment.
0: Mirimilneir, what do you want to do after you're done meditating?
2: Well, as I meditate. My mind is racing with my internal conflicts from Kasodros. My... my what? I'm missing something. I feel this surge of power, and when I open my eyes, I spin my head around to look at camp, and I see these translucent, light purple, crystalline wings coming out of my back, and there's this rush of energy through me. And as I stand up, I attempt to move them, and they feel as if they are a part of my body. And after a little bit of time, I'm able to get some control of them, and I'm able to support myself off the ground. After that time, I set myself back down on the ground, and they slowly begin to fade to nothing.
0: If you're within eyesight of Mirmal Nir, please roll me a perception.
4: I mean, he's not too far away, right? Do
0: spectral wings make sound when they flap?
4: That's a good question.
0: I think uh, if he wills them to make sound, I think they could make sound. It's a 17. 10. All right, Brax, you catch a movement out of the corner of your eye. You're a fairly observant fellow.
4: Well, see, that's what I was saying. You gotta, you gotta just poke the fire just What the fuck is this guy doing over here? Look at this guy over here. What's he doing? I turn around and look and... Who, Mirmoneer? What, did you see those things coming out of his back there? What is it, what's going on there?
0: Right about that time, that's when he settles down to the ground and they retract.
4: What is it, what are you seeing? You didn't see those
3: wings coming out of no, his back? No, no, the fire, eyes adjusting, turning around and looking in the dark. Yeah,
4: I can't, couldn't see shit. <laughs> you're saying I'm seeing things? Now I ain't saying you're seeing things. Well, damn. Well, what I, did you see? I saw wings coming out of his back. Oh. Hey, Mirmoneer! Now we got a flying dragon? You get, come over here, please.
2: All right, I'm going to walk over the fire. Still kind of a little bit wobbly from the surge of
4: energy running through me. C- All right, can, can you explain this to me, please? I just, I think I just saw you have wings. Is it? Can you explain this to me? Uh, yeah. I'll just sit uh, back down there. Okay. I'm not sure,
2: honestly. I was meditating in my my mind was just racing I turned around to see who was still out here and there they were and they feel like my own flesh and bone but I don't know I I think I'd have to rest before I'd be able to try to call on it again
4: if I can so you don't feel them right now? no,
2: I feel as if there's nothing back there
4: this the first time this happened to you.
2: Yeah,
3: it's. Are you gonna get wings? I hope not. They don't need nobody shiny gold looking
4: dragon flying around. So I'm saying I just be attracting all the enemies. Yes, man, you guys, man, y'all just full of surprises or every time I turn like around. Man. You're doing something new. Got one guy pulling
3: his eye out. One guy growing wings. What do we get ourselves into? It's
4: talking <laughs> to people's brains. I don't know, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, I. I'm going to have to think on this. This is... I don't know if I should look at this as a blessing from Kusodros, or maybe this is something I've managed on my own. I i don't know, to be honest.
4: Uh, well, yeah, I guess. That's crazy. You know, uh, you say this a lot with your god, saying he's going to give you gifts and stuff, but I, I would imagine you got it on your own. You know, in my experience... You know, guys, they'll help you out a little bit, but you gotta do it yourself. You know, they just kind of give you a little bit of a push, but I wouldn't put too much faith in him.
2: Maybe you're right. Maybe I do put too much faith into him.
4: <laughs> now, look at my god. He don't give me no wings. <laughs> Who is your god anyway, Nyar Nyar Skyak? You know, it's funny. He kind of he's a little, little little lizard man like you are, but he's real small though. Sometimes. Real deception. He's not a little lizard guy. Oh, he—he's a shapeshifter. Is he? Yeah, and one of his one of his forms is a lizard guy. See, that's a six.
2: So do I have to roll an intuition?
4: That's a nine, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Roll a insight. Fourteen.
4: Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll concede that he's a little lizard guy, but you're not. It's not fully truthful, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's a—I mean, he's a small guy. He—he he likes it when people laugh and are happy, or when I laugh and I'm happy, anyways. <laughs> So that's why you made the flowers scream at me. Oh, I bet he, that was probably his favorite thing I did all day.
0: You're roll a perception. Eight. Ooh, roll an insight, please. I just rolled, and if you care, your necklace is hanging that's out. That's what I figured, yeah. Uh, 22. You may have missed it any other time, because it usually hangs within the folds of his tunic and cloak and whatnot, but uh, for whatever reason, you see that Brax is sporting a necklace with an emblem on it and with that insight roll you see that that emblem looks pretty much exactly like a grin a very toothy smile and so his talk of somebody wanting him to laugh and smile you might think that that is a relevant uh, totem hanging around his neck
4: i like to think just as a flavor thing that Anytime I do make Nyar Skyak happy, that green gets a little bit bigger, too. Like, you can actually see it. So, like, even in the memory of, of me making you scream at that, like, the, it can just get a little bit bigger, like, a little bit happier. of drew your attention to it.
2: Huh. So all your god wants you to do is laugh and
4: be happy? Oh, kinda. That's a, 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 almost the a gist of it, yeah.
5: Hmm.
4: That is interesting.
2: That all your god expects of you is to laugh. And mine has me out
4: here tormenting me to track down a statue. I'll tell you this, uh if Nyar Skyak wasn't helping me, then he wouldn't be my god, you know. This is kind of a two way road. He doesn't help me too much, but he's he's giving me a helping hand that has uh given me certain edges. Such as Oh, like those stones, right? Like, um those stones don't affect me at all. That's probably the biggest thing he's given me. I'm not, even, not entirely sure how that works, but I do know that he gave me that ability. Like the blood rubies? Yeah, those blood rubies. I, I got one in my pouch right here, and I'll pick it out. These things don't don't affect me at all. I, don't, I could toss this to you, and maybe maybe you disappear or not.
0: Is it random or is
4: it Gwendolith? This is this is be an empty one, huh?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't want anything to do with them. If you can hold it, that's fine, but.
4: Well, that's what, that's what he's given me so far, and, you know, helping me, uh, like, take care of Chip here. Every time he gets gravely wounded or something like that, he helps me bring him back up, but I make I make him happy. You know, it's a two-way road. Hmm. I suppose you got wings, though, so that's a pretty good trade-off, too.
2: Yeah. I'll have to work on channeling him some more to see what my limitations are on him, but... I think they could be helpful. So is one of you taking watch?
4: Yeah, I'll take I'll take first watch. Are you tired? You want to stay up for both of them together?
3: I feel like I'm going to stay up a little bit longer. My mind's still trying to shake off the events of the day.
2: Alright, if you're going to take first, I can take second. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, well, I'm going to work on going to sleep. Uh, I guess wake me up when it's time
4: all right so hey you're gonna stay up for a little while you said yeah for a little bit all right um i want to take a look at these stones real quick while everyone's sleeping here uh all
0: right where are you gonna sleep in proximity to them
2: i was actually gonna curl up around the fire
4: <laughs> Oh, okay well, is... well that's all that's all right because that's not the stones are oh, the stones here oh, <laughs>
0: So I will let you uh, change that statement if you so choose.
4: Yeah, just be whisper, I, I mean, there's a ear after he's laying down there for a while. So yeah, after I'll get up and then I'll go over to Valmerell's ear and, or hole in the head. I don't know, do you have ears?
3: Well, yeah, they're like little holes. Yeah. Real close to the hole in the head.
4: Hey, uh, are you good if I just, I want to go take a look at one of these stones. Um, are You good if I kind of go off into the woods here and, and try to figure this thing out?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that probably doesn't make sense for both of us to get up so he doesn't suspect something
4: well that'd be pretty bad if he got up and everyone was gone right
3: yeah we would be like what but yeah if, what, what stone did you want to look at
4: oh i i don't know if it matters does
3: it, does it? that probably doesn't matter yeah just each of the horses have one. Oh, okay uh so chip has one and bojack has
4: one. okay well, i'll just get the one out of chips bag then okay so uh i'll just be in shouting distance if you need anything just let me know will do all right. So right i'll go over to chip and like whatever stone he's got in there.
0: Roll stealth. Oh,
4: man. Seven is your DC. Oh, 13 plus whatever. See, so yeah, I'll, I'll uh, get the stone and... It's the purple stone. Purple. And then with that, I'll just go, you know, like 100 yards in the woods and just kind of sit down and, and see if I can't figure something out. Roll a kind of... Uh, it's a one. I, I rolled a two and I have a minus one. Well, yeah, you sit for
0: a good time in the forest You've dealt with magical items before, and you know that like when you try to attune to something, you can kind of get a feel for what it's about and whatnot. This one's a little different, and not necessarily because of your dice roll. You get the feeling that there's a magic within it, but it's nothing familiar. It's nothing you've ever encountered. There's a moment where you almost think that something whispers in your ear in a bemused expression. You don't know what you're doing. Not only is it nothing that you've experienced, but there is a foreignness to it. This is something other.
4: Yeah. So with that, I will. Uh, I'll probably sit for about an hour and a half, two hours at most, and then get up and put the stone back in Chip's bag, and what was it? I'm back to the fire that's where the loa Connor
0: roll comes in is that you spent a good amount of time almost actually th- close to three, three I hours okay they roll just about when you are thinking uh should i go look for him it's about time to switch out watches he comes walking back from the horses
3: kind of look at him like actually, you were gone for, for a pretty long time i was getting kind of worried Did you find anything else about that stone
4: no i didn't find it i was gone for a long time I... yeah it was about three hours Jeez, i I didn't even think that it was that long. Uh, no, I don't know. These are these are weird things. They, it's almost like a different language, really. It's like uh, it wants to talk to me, but it doesn't. Like I can't understand it or something. It's, uh I don't know, man. It's it's a weird thing. So
3: there's something magical to them. That's probably why they they want these stones.
4: For sure, there's something magical to them.
3: All right, maybe, maybe tomorrow night we can we can check out the the blue stone, see if you can figure that one out.
4: Yeah, that, that sounds pretty good.
3: So I think we don't have enough time since that that stone took you away for three hours. We don't have enough time to figure that one out.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty tired. So what is the plan here? I guess I forget. Um,
3: We're gonna wake up. Uh, I think Milman here is uh, second watch. Who's taking third watch then? Did we mess this up? I think we. I think we. Let's go uh, wake up, grab the toothy. And then no, we- I, I'll stay up. No, I'll I'll t- we'll take a quick nap and when we. Trade off with I Just tell me, wake me up for the third watch.
4: All right. Well, that sounds good. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. So I'll get up and go over to Mirmalnir. How do you wake him up? Just give him a swift kick in the side. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mirmalnir. <O'Neill. laughs> hey, Mirmalnir, it's, uh, it's your watch. All right. I'll, I'll take third watch. I'm gonna go get a couple hours rest. Just wake me up when it's when it's my turn. Will do. So I go off and I go to sleep. Yeah,
0: you guys had tents prepared, so. Go in the tent. Brax, you retire too?
3: Yeah. I'm gonna get up.
0: Sit on a log. Uh, Roll me a wisdom. 13. You have no problem staying awake. And your four hours pass without incident.
2: Alright. I'll go to Valrail. Return the favor. Swift kick in the side. He's actually in his tent, so. Now now I'll walk up. I'll see his feet down at the end of the tent. Kick him in the bottom of the foot. Alright. Then I'll go curl back up around the fire.
3: My turn already?
2: Damn.
0: Yep. You take your spot on the log, roll me wisdom with disadvantage. Eight. Yeah, given the fact that you're on the tail end, creep it up on a point of exhaustion. Yeah, you fall asleep. Good for you though. I rolled a natural one on the, does anything happen?
3: Heck yeah.
0: (laughs) So, morning breaks. The sun begins to rise near you come to, having had a full rest, and see Valriel snoozing peacefully in a very uncomfortable position on the log.
2: I'm going to walk up. Is it a fairly round log? I'd say so. Is he kind of just sitting up on the log, kind of hunched over? or All Slumped over sideways. Slumped over <laughs> sideways. His head's almost touching the log. I'm going to walk up. I'm going to plant my foot firmly on the log and give it a good roll and knock him off of it.
1: Uh, roll me athletics. I want to just be getting up. Did I see this? Uh, Am I witnessing this as I'm leaving the tent? Given the fact that you are alert. I was not surprised.
0: You were not surprised to wake up and think something's going down. So, yeah, you're just now poking your head out of the tent. Seventeen. No problem, you roll that log over backwards, and it's almost uh, ass over tea kettle, legs up in the air as he goes over backwards, <laughs> almost a full backwards somersault,
2: and yes, you wake up at that. Oh,
3: what, what was that for?
2: I'm going to look at him, and using sonic mind, I'm going to think, you were supposed to be keeping watch.
3: I only fell asleep for like five minutes. Does you he know I'm lying?
2: Roll deception. Roll insight.
3: Uh, Ten? to uh, Eleven.
2: It only took that monster five minutes to kill our friend.
3: Whoa. Well, that's kind of deep. But uh, Sorry for your friend, but that's more his problem than mine.
2: With this surge of emotion, you see a quick flash of light. These spectral rings flash out, and I take flight. And I just kind of fly off into the woods to get some distance.
0: Grom, you see all of them. Yes, you were off to the side, but not like up, up in the fire in their business.
1: But I just saw you fly off with some wings. Now, what the hell do you suppose that's about? What the hell did you say to him?
5: What's the commotion out there?
1: Oh, well, uh... Did you know near Mur- M- could fly?
5: What? I peek my head out of the tent and climb out.
1: They were having some kind of uh, lizard disagreement, and he just... His big wings came out of him and just flew off. Huh? pretty sure that he... pink's back up there. That's him, I tell you. If I can see it with one, you can certainly see it with two. I haven't quite figured out how
2: long I can use this for. So about the time a minute comes around, my uh, wings start to fade and I... Do they start to fade or are they like... I think I lose the ability to fly, but they start fading just slowly. Are you pushing it? I'm pushing for distance right now, so... I do have Slowfall.
1: Well, if he can fly, we may be proper fucked if nobody can steer that wagon. I don't think that horse likes me.
5: I don't think he would fly off without us.
1: I just watched him fly off without us.
5: Yeah, and it also sounded like there is some sort of kerfuffle between him and Valreal.
1: I thought I'll just kind of shake my head and mumble to myself a couple more times and, and go start getting into our packs to get up stuff for breakfast. And yeah, maybe he'll come back. Who'd, who knows these dog wizards? Miramlnir flew
0: off in a huff a good 800 feet before the crystals started dissipating. In
1: my mind, you're flying angry. Don't fly angry. Initial flight of the rocketeers.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or Iron Man. Well, now I can see why he didn't show us. He's terrible.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're going to do, after about a minute, there's crystalline dissipating noises. And then you arc... You reach the apex, and you start to plummet. So, you are going for distance, so we're not going to put you too high. He's going for speed.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's going the distance. All alone, all alone. <laughs> all alone, <laughs> he's a dragon border. Oh, no,
2: we <you> changed it. <laughs> Don't worry if we sing off-key enough, they won't recognize what we're trying to sing. <laughs> so
4: you're going to go further than 800 feet, because you got motion. So mm-hmm. you're, like, still going.
3: It's like a meteor <laughs> coming back to earth. So, uh, I guess to get
0: up over the trees for distance, because that is going to be way more convenient than weaving through the trees, that's going to put you probably a good good 100 feet in the air.
1: All right. Holy All snap. right. Snap.
0: So, you said it's 1d6 per 10?
2: 1d6 per 10. And your slow fall reduces? By 25 points. By 25 points, so... so there's like a 50-50 chance I could die from this. <laughs>
1: You just need to catch a tree, dude. I I could try and catch a tree. You have experienced tree uh, fighting.
2: No, 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 no. It's brick. <laughs> That's what I'm experienced in.
0: Um, I'm going to roll to see how high you made it. Okay. I'm going to put the range between 50 feet and 150 feet.
2: All right. All right. I like where this is going. I'm going to see where the game goes. If the game determines it's time to kill off Miramulnir, well, Nerma is going without a father. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. There. No pressure. <laughs> she will belong to the Straits. <laughs> wait, wait. Could I Could I roll? Just hear me out. Could I try and see if I can start to perceive when I feel the energy from them start to fade? Like it's, I've kind of hit the apex and they're starting to taper off. Sure.
0: Let's have a insight.
2: I
1: don't know what dice I want to use with this. They all fucked me over.
0: <laughs> 5d20, <laughs> pick the highest.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Twenty. Very nice. All right, since I rolled that 20-sider that I rolled to, to decide between 50 and 150, I was just going to multiply that by 5 from the 50. So I rolled a 19. So you're up at the top. But with that high insight roll, I'm going to let you pretty much negate what I rolled there so you feel that intuition like, I should probably get closer to the ground. And so as you come down, we will go from the 50-foot one.
2: All right, I can live with that. It can live with that. rephrase that. I can probably live from that.
0: <laughs> can you reduce by 25? Yep. 1, 1, 6. 8, 13. Tuck and roll, baby. Yes, whatever key you channeled to land and roll correctly from a fall that should have maimed most creatures, as you roll, you're not going to get out of this without a little bit of a penalty. So you hit the ground... You roll, you think you're good, and then into
2: a tree for seven bludgeoning damage. As I feel they've faded, I have this sudden moment of panic, but I, I channel all my internal key into staying focused, and with that, at my speed, I'm able to hit the ground and roll, and I'm able to, once I do a roll, I'm able to dig my feet in and slow my movement. And feeling this Sheer anger from what I have just been told. I release my force breath straight into the air out of sheer anger and fury. And it's just this ear shattering shriek of sheer force and power. Your ears actually you
0: could feel that, that pressure differential. You hear that. Just for a moment.
4: I'm gonna stick my head out the tent
1: and...
4: What the fuck are you all doing out there? Well, he might as well come on
1: out. I'm just getting ready to throw on breakfast. We got some craziness going on over here. What's that noise? Well, I haven't yet asked Malrill what's going on, but the Merman and I just freaking grew wings and flew away. I told you he had wings. Oh, you know about this? I seen him last night. Well, the good news is everybody knows he has
3: wings. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is I really pissed him off.
1: Hey, what'd you do?
3: Probably said something I shouldn't have, but I fell asleep. That was my bad. I was on watch. I fell asleep. I get woken up. I kicked off the log.
4: Yeah. Did Just kick you off? What'd you do? Fall asleep for five minutes or something? It's,
3: yeah, five. exactly five Jeez, minutes. Oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. And, and, then he, and then he goes and tells me it only took five minutes for his friend to die. And I kind of said, well, that's his problem, not mine. And pff, wings and gone.
1: Really? Took offense to something little like that? Weird. <laughs> I'm
5: not sure. I mean if he was talking about lacking
1: But
3: I probably shouldn't have said that, but I was just waking up coming to you and I was angry myself. Probably should apologize to him when he comes back, but he probably won't want
4: to talk to me for a little while.
1: Well, I'd still apologize before you finds some other way to sort it out.
4: That's probably a good good choice. Yeah, he's a pretty big guy. Yeah, you got that right.
1: but I feel like I have so many questions right now. So much has happened in the last evening. Uh, I need to get this breakfast made. Hopefully he's coming back. Otherwise, I hope when you guys can help us with the horse.
5: Do you want a hand there? As I'm watching Grom kind of clumsily try to prepare breakfast with his uh, new vision status.
1: You know I'd love a hand.
3: Ah. So I look over to Brax. Hey, Brax, you want to go find Miramonir? See if we can get him back here? If I can calm him down?
4: Yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll go look for him. You're going to come with me? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, we'll go look for him. You
1: guys... Uh, y'all just, uh... We'll get breakfast, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Maybe, maybe you should wait to talk to him till after he eats. Oh, that's good... Can we bring some we'll food bring with we'll, us? We'll
4: wait till... Pick, cook something up real quick, yeah. we'll bring it to
0: him. <laughs> sounds like a plan. All right, we're going to cut to Near for a moment. You shake the impact out of your head. Stand up. Look around. Kind of assess your location, your bearings. It's a little bit hilly in here, then... Anticipated, usually forest or flat, I don't know, but something catches your eye. It's a copse of trees that seems to be beset upon by a familiar corruption that unfortunately, in the face of what Valryl said, brings back the unpleasant memories scent of rot, exactly like the one that accompanied that blighted tree punches you in the nose. You look at the copse of trees and you see that familiar blight, that corruption that characterized that ant that took your friend. And as you draw closer, you see an anomaly at the center of the decay. A portal similar to the one you encountered two days prior, replete with a myriad of eyes, tinted various hues of yellow, peering into your material plane. you take a step closer for a closer look? I am... Um when you take that step closer, a tentacle emerges from the void and writhes in an exploratory fashion. A little closer, and at once, all of the eyes snap their attention to you. Please make a wisdom save with advantage.
2: Ah, uh, this is the one I need. That is not the one I need.
0: Um, with advantage. Uh, 22. You feel the compulsion to unify with whatever this is, but hearkening back to your last experience with whatever this is, And you're not sure if it's the residual anger that you experienced, but
2: you managed to resist. As soon as I snap out of it, I'm taking a step back, putting some space between me and it, trying to stay outside of its reach. All of the eyes are still laser-focused
0: on you, and another tentacle emerges. Back and forth,
2: beckoning. You feel another assault on your mind. Close my eyes and I shake my head, trying to shake whatever is trying to beckon me towards it out of my head, I take a step back and I start trying to head back in roughly the direction I came from. Roll me another wisdom. It's uh 23.
0: Alright, very good. You manage to step away and turn your back. And as you turn your back you hear very insistent presence in your head say, Wait! And you take three psychic damage. <gasps> and at that point we will cut back to the camp.
4: Yeah, uh, which way did which way did he take off at? The opposite
3: side of the sun. We decided that was west.
4: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
3: we're, we're going west. He went west
4: that way. Well, here I wonder if we try this out. I'm, I'm gonna grab that the bag of little furry creatures and yell. I'm gonna yell owl as I throw one out and see what happens. <laughs> I got. I rolled a two. A two is That's an, an owl. owl. Oh, sweet! So I think I think me yelling owl worked. <laughs> you totally That's believe
5: hilarious. that? That's hilarious.
4: All right, sweet. So that, that all pops up, and I'll be like, "Hey, hey, uh, just, hey, buddy, I just want you to keep an eye out for our friend, and if you see him, you let me know, okay?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just let him do his thing mm-hmm. from there.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Hopefully, he follows us. I don't know mm-hmm. about. I wonder if this is the same owl. We're about to find out. Well, yeah, maybe later on. He's hey, pretty yeah. high up there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. can Bearmanio
3: ride on Mr. Snuggle Bottoms, or is he too big for him? It's it's basically an adult riding a pony. Oh so it doesn't serve any purpose to go. Yeah. Right.
2: Either way, it's going to look stupid.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we ain't going to bring Mr. <laughs> Snugglebottoms.
2: And I think I've got a longer stride than your horses anyway.
4: Yeah, we just go on foot, right? You can't have got that far. Well, I guess, I don't know. Things fly a long ways. Start walking in that direction. We got, wait, did we get food before we
1: left? I scooped a bunch of the All right. stuff I was cooking onto.
3: Yeah, thing I grabbed that. it real quick when we went past the, with the one-eyed fellow right there.
4: Yeah, and I tell that. Tell the owl to keep an eye out for her, buddy. Flies <sighs> <sighs> Cool. Grom and
1: Tyler, what uh, do you want to do in the face? I think we're just sitting. Well, I'm just sitting, dealing with breakfast.
5: and I'm just kind of helping. I hope they're able to bring him back. It's not very often for Mermalnir to take off like that.
1: Are you thinking we should go look as well?
5: I don't know if we should go look. If Brax is there, I don't know. I'm reluctant to leave our camp entirely unguarded.
1: Well, I think he's fine. I'm just saying, I suppose if you feel like he needs more attention, you'll go right ahead. But I figured he left on his own, he can come back on his own.
5: Yeah, I'm just concerned about his anger. He doesn't normally get like that.
1: Well, well, he might need your help to not skin that poor little gold fella. Let's have a survival check, Brax, and
0: Valrill. Again, your favorite terrain, so...
4: So that's a 17.
0: I'm 19. Oh, yeah, you guys making good time through the forest. Well, hey,
4: v- Vax, I want, uh, by real. Jeez. <laughs> Vax, how about combining our names? Hey, Vireal, yeah, well, I, I, I want to try this. Uh, Vaxel, Dan, what Vaxel, Dan? Vaxle, Dan. <laughs> I was feeling, uh, I woke up this morning, I feel like I may, maybe you could try this out, but, uh, I just tr- try to walk nice and quiet, like, okay? And I'm just going to touch you, and I'm going to give you a um, blessing of the trickster, which gives you nice. advantage on dexterity checks, basically.
3: Okay,
0: roll stealth, see how well that works.
4: Twenty-three.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a definite shift in
4: how he's moving through the forest. You see that? See, not all magic is bad. See, 'cause I, you just a little bit of a little bit of a trickster hand, and you look how quiet you're walking. It's like you're not even touching those leaves on the ground.
3: I feel like lighter than a cloud right now. It's kind of
4: weird. I, I like this kind of magic. I like it too. Think we could sneak up on him? You got one of those flowers you are gonna make jump out at him again? I got one of these little furry bags. Okay. We, we could do
3: that. But I don't know if we're gonna really piss them off. You, you're gonna throw it, not me. Oh, he's
4: already mad at you, huh yeah
3: he's he's really mad at me. I'm trying to <laughs> say my my,
4: my apologies <laughs> but it would be funny, wouldn't it? I'll follow your lead I guess then on this one.
0: okay, well, we'll piggyback off that uh, that high stealth roll Brax. let's have a stealth just to see how well you follow his lead. Thats 17 plus stealth, which is 20. as you once moved as shadows on the breeze through the ruins of Mimnith, he moved through the forest. And yes, Mirmal despite your very successful wisdom save prior, something reached out and touched your mind and caused you to stop for a moment. So, Brax and Valryl, you come upon, not the clearing, but the copse of trees that I described earlier, with that portal similar to the one you encountered on the road two days prior. Eyes pervasive, tentacles too now reaching out, and you see Miramalnir standing transfixed, facing the portal, about thirty feet away.
3: All right, so we're, we come to the clearing, the portal. He's thirty feet from it, just transfixed on it.
0: Yep. And I feel like you have a direct line at the portal, and Miramalnir is off maybe about forty-five degrees from you.
3: Hey, Brax, you you see that that portal, like the one we seen a couple of days ago? That's
0: the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a perception check to see all of the eyes of the portal are transfixed on Miramir.
3: It's probably we probably need to get Miramir out of here.
4: I guess so. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do we do here? Just gonna grab him and run away?
3: Uh, it's probably what we have to do. He's probably gonna be mad at me again. But we can't fight this portal with the three of us. There was five of us last time, and it wasn't really well. So I'm gonna, I want to sneak up on him, but walk over to him, maybe try to get to the side and walk towards the side so you hopefully see me in his peripherals i'll go stealthy the opposite way of the portal and then try to come back uh go towards mirable near
0: okay but you're still coming up in his peripheral yeah uh let's just have a stealth roll for that it's 21 you navigate through the forest no problem you are confident that whatever might be out there to see you you've concealed yourself sufficiently brax how are you approaching this
4: i'm just gonna stay right where we are um until he makes a move.
3: Alright, so I'm gonna walk walk up, try to wave my hands at him, see if he'll see me.
4: Let's have a
0: wisdom's save Mirmalnir.
3: Mmm
2: Twelve
0: Valeriel as you approach, Mirmulnir remains transfixed. One more tentacle emerges from the portal and this one is making a deliberate beckoning motion. And Mirmulnir takes one step forward and stops.
4: I'm going to throw a fuzzy thing out of a bag of tricks. Where would you like it to land? As close to the tree as I can. I think I can throw like 60 feet, so I don't know if I'm that close. I feel like that's a little bit out of your range. I feel like you're about 80 feet. So I will, yeah, just as close, as straight-lined as I can to it. And I, th- I roll a seven. Lion. Nice. And I'm just going to tell that lion to attack. Val,
0: really, you're sneaking through the underbrush. Out of your peripheral, you see this little fuzzy ball come flying through the air. Here we go. As it lands, it starts to expand in size and then so it lands and a lion stands up and shakes its mane and takes its bearings and sees the portal and roars. At that roar, the three tentacles elongate and shoot out joined by three more and the tentacles, they wrap around him multiple times and then they tear. Boy, are you glad that that is a magical lion because that otherwise would have been a mess. When the lion goes. Mirmalnir, let's have one more wisdom save.
2: 22. I need to start using
1: this dice more.
2: It's great.
0: Mirmalnir, there's just something. You're not fully enraptured by what you see, but there is a compulsion. You want to know more. There's in the back of your head, there were those people that wanted to be a part of whatever it was in front of you. And it has you curious, but you're still a little bit reluctant. And whereas before you took that step closer, you hear, Closer. But you resist. You can close distance now.
3: How far was I to him?
0: When the lion hit? Yeah. About 20 feet, I'd say.
3: So I'm starting to close the distance. Now I'm screaming uh, Miramonir's name, like, Miramonir! Miramonir!
0: That will be enough to snap you from your reverie, and you look and you see a very concerned gold dragonborn coming up on your five- What?
3: What are you doing? Why are you looking at that portal?
0: Brax, at that point you see... Fair enough.
4: (laughs) Dice hundred lear, yeet!
0: (laughs) Three. Three is a mastiff.
4: Sick'em, boy. Let's
0: have a throw attack. Uh, rolled a six. Okay. Uh, that one doesn't get as close. It's it, it gets out there maybe 30, 40 feet and lands. Mastiff comes into existence and. <laughs> you say, "Sick 'em, boy. And he slopes towards the portal and. <laughs> and about as you would expect about 15 feet from the portal tentacles shoot forth and wrap that dog up lift it off the
2: ground and tear it asunder and and
0: both of you see that
2: well i have noticed that i was under some sort of trance yes okay with that knowledge that i've just been shaken from some sort of trance i'm my first immediate thought is I need to get distance between me and this portal. Um, do you communicate anything to Velril or you just run? I'm gonna give a quick look at him, and I'm just gonna think.
3: Run. Well, I, yeah, I'm running.
4: Kind of back towards the trail that you came in on, towards Brax. Yes, yeah, so I'm just I'm I'm walking backwards, waiting for you guys to catch up to me. Uh, keeping an eye on that portal, seeing if it's if it's reaching out again, and if it does, I'm gonna have that owl go after it. If if I can see the owl. D and D
0: has taught us nothing except that owls are dicks. We'll see if he's in his <laughs> around. Yeah, that owls no no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh but right when they turn to sprint. More tentacles than you can count explode forth from that portal and you already have a good distance. You're about 25-30 feet and once you sprint you get about 10-15 feet and right as the tentacles reach forth from that portal and they reach out. It's almost like a good 80% of them are short and they just are there to express anger. But you have a good 7 or 8 of them that are thicker and they reach out but they reach about to the 50 foot mark. It's almost like they've reached the end of their tether. Snap, snap, snap. And you don't see that because you have your backs to it. But, Brax, that is what you see.
4: Yeah, so uh, let's go, let's go, let's go, guys. Let's go. I'm running as fast as I can.
2: So what's your guys' movement speed? 30. 30? Okay.
1: What's yours, Mary?
2: 40. Yes, Near quickly outpaces
0: Valril And, Brax, yeah, you're jogging backwards. And once Valryl reaches you, if you'd like, you turn and... Sprint back, and within, really, a matter of moments, you're back breaking through the tree line at camp. Miramal near
2: you, you break the tree line first. As soon as I break the tree line and I have sight of the camp, I'm going to slow and turn back and I see if I can...
1: Well, you didn't have to run. I was going to save you some. I
2: want to see if I can turn back and see that Brax and Valril are still behind.
0: You outpaced them pretty well, but obviously the forest is... Not thick enough that you can't run through it, so you can see. Basically like the black hills. You can see far enough that
2: they're coming. I catch a flash of gold here and there.
5: Can we tell this his demeanor and state when he's running into the camp there? Roll
1: insight. I was totally just taking it as he was hungry. Realized what he had done, he left when I was gonna make breakfast.
5: That's an eight on the insight.
0: Title Or your your notion is that he flew off angry and now you're back, so
5: Okay, time to calm down. I know Val pissed you off, but it's not that big a deal, is it?
2: You done running it off? I'm not responding. I'm just staring into the tree line waiting for them to break it. Oh, you didn't hurt him, did you?
1: I'm going to look past to see if I can see. Roll perception. Uh, disadvantage. That would be, uh, six. Yeah, you don't see anything through the trees? Oh, uh, what did you do, mer mil there mer mil there. Hey, hold my hammer.
2: I'm still staring into the tree line. All right, there's there's that awkward pause
0: where he doesn't respond to you, and you right as you have that thought of Murray went serial killer on us, you hear the other two kind of crashing through. As soon as we get into camp, I'm I'm going straight over to my horse and grabbing my bow. As you break through the tree line, you go over to your your horse to get your bow, and not five feet from you, you look over and you hear, <coughs> "Son of a bitch." <coughs>
5: I'm gonna start looking for my weapon.
0: I will also say that you do not need an insight check to know that Brax does not generally move through the trees like this.
2: Well I suppose that that already my weapon. On Valrill's way by, I'm going to what
3: does he wear for clothes?
0: What do you wear for clothes?
3: Uh, like light armor, leather.
2: I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna grab you by the collar. Roll oh.
0: Attack. Attack? Well yeah, because that's you're trying to hit, yeah. Do I get to Admir? You do. Yes, you do. You do, because oh. you're using your monk weapons. Uh, there's a 27. 27. You may have your
2: way with Velril. I'm grabbing him by the collar, and I am going to wrap my fist in it, and I am going to lift him to my eye level. See, Ogrosikis, weir bequeue, here sechseem, naimere wux yentabato, here throndilt you Put works Vera so.
3: All right, all right, Milmer here. I'm sorry. I was coming to apologize to you, and we found you just entranced in that portal. No, I ain't going to say it, but I'm just glad. You, I just want to say I'm sorry. I got Brax. You, you got that food? <laughs> or is, is Brax still near me? Is he earshot? Well, no. I started yelling. Brax, get him some food.
2: I am just going to very roughly set him down, and I'm going to start walking back to the center of camp and I am going to go by the horse.
1: Standing there with my weapon out. Well, I have no idea what's going on. Are we fighting or eating?
2: Brax,
0: you ready your bow, and by the time you turn around, you see, at that point,
4: Velro will be like, look, I was coming to apologize, man.
1: And I definitely heard. And that was said in common?
4: Yes. Okay, so I understood half of the conversation? Yeah. As soon as I get my bow, I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to just try to tackle. the am near. there. If he's got V by the neck, and he's screaming at him, and we just saved his life. It's it's not
2: screaming; it's just very intense in your face. So, at what point did you set him down? It was a forceful like, th- like he you threw him. Threw um, him down, I, I right? didn't throw him. I didn't like set him down. I just dropped him.
0: Which, in the grand scheme of a seven footer and a six and a half footer,
2: is kind of a he fell six inches.
1: <laughs> 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 he was on his toes, and now he's on his heels. So you're not yelling at him. Okay, all right. So I want I'm not gonna tackle you then. Yeah.
5: What the hell was
1: that about? Well, I'm going from as soon as I was just trying to apologize. At that, I'm putting my weapon away. Weapon? Weapons are for monsters, not friends.
4: Why don't y'all shut the fuck up and go see what. We gotta see what this thing is out there, okay? How about we stop fighting each other and get off there? Let's go!
5: What the hell is happening here?
1: Slow down there, Brax. What's going
4: on? One of those damn trees again. One of those little fucking portal trees is out there. Oh, shit. I'll unsheath my weapon again.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Do we really want to go against that? Are we ready to go against that again?
1: Well, I guess there's something following you. I'm watching the tree line very. Yeah, I guess I'll look too. Roll perception. I don't hear nothing. Seven,
4: like a eleven. Eleven. Wow, guys.
3: Ten.
1: (laughs) I'm still shaking up. I just.
2: I am still very angrily storming off to the horses. I'm not paying attention to anything.
1: Well last time I don't think it was so much the portal as all of the things coming out of it.
5: I suppose
1: there is nothing immediately coming after you through the trees through the woods. Were you followed?
4: Well I guess I mean I was just running I don't know I didn't I didn't
1: I didn't check behind us. I don't hear anything. Is this something we go? Look at. Or well, what the hell's causing these things?
4: Well I, yeah I guess I'm not totally sure. I just assumed it was going to be chasing after us and trying to kill us. I mean it's the second time we've seen one so
2: Mirmalnir, what are you doing? I'm gonna go stand with Mr. Snugglebottoms and just try to work on my meditative breathing to.
0: Use him as an emotional support animal? Yes. Right as you come to Mr. Snugglebottoms, put your hands on his face or his head or whatever you're going to do to use him to calm yourself down. Right before you enter your meditative breathing state, you hear a faint.
2: I'm just thinking in my mind. No.
0: Let's have one more wisdom save. 22? As you turn your focus on the horse and start. In, two, three, four,
1: out, two, three. Rex are standing there with a arrow knocked.
5: Yeah,
4: just looking... Just not, yeah, down, not not drawn, just, yeah. really,
1: what are you doing?
3: Just kind of standing there, thinking about what transpired, but kind of looking towards the distance we just ran from. Just kind of like thinking about a couple days ago and all that stuff.
1: Well, I'll be honest. I don't know what we did to defeat the last one, but it doesn't seem to be chasing you. But there's something wrong with these woods for sure. What do you all want to do? I'll quiver my arrow and I'm just going to kind
4: of sit back down and look look at the woods. I said, I, I, don't, I don't know what we do here. I, I mean, I just... I don't know how we fight that thing. Every time I shot an arrow at it, it just disappeared, and I just... I, I threw a line at it, and it just ate it like it was nothing. Just tore it
1: apart. I saw you tried to burn it. That didn't seem to work very well. I don't suppose there was any more magic streams around. Why? Well, I,
4: I didn't make the magic stream. That was Mermaneer over there that did that, so...
1: Well, he doesn't seem to be much to count on right now. I
3: would kind of suggest that maybe we should just pack it up and move on.
5: I'm not in a real hurry to try and go after something that required a god to take care of that we can't even guarantee that god will step in again.
1: I guess I was more curious about what might be causing these things. It seems more than a little strange that we've encountered two and a giant treant. All infected and corrupted. I don't know if they're linked or... I don't know, but it doesn't bode well for these woods. Nor are the people in the surrounding towns. I, I agree with you on that. I'm, I'm curious about what's causing this as well. Maybe there'll be more knowledge about it in Nekanol. But I don't know if there's anything we can do about it right now.
5: Definitely think more research and knowledge would be beneficial.
1: I was in the back of the wagon all night. Where are we?
4: Oh, well, uh... I think we're about halfway or somewhere. I I don't even know. I'm not sure how far we got yesterday. I was kind of uh, in my head. I just letting the horse do the walking,
1: to be honest. So I'm not totally sure where we are. Well, maybe when we get back to the trail, we should mark something. A warning. Tell them not to camp here. Aye. And maybe we can find out more about what to do about things like this after we talk to the people of Ekinah. I don't think I have anything more to trade with Aunt Miriam for any more answers. So maybe we'll just ask around.
5: I think Akinos is our best option at this point.
1: At that, I'm going to put my weapon away and start... I'm going to leave out the food that I prepared, but I'll start packing up everything else.
5: I'll help.
3: I'm going to walk over to Miramonir and uh, just kind of re-clear the air.
0: You walk up on eyes closed, two hands on Mr. Snugglebottom's head... Forehead to forehead. Breathing in,
2: breathing out.
3: Hey, Miramalnir, Miramalnir.
2: I'll open an eye and look over at him.
3: Just want to... I deeply... I just want to apologize that I'm truly sorry. Just got startled awake. My bad I fell asleep and left us exposed. I didn't mean to say that. It's just I was angry too. And uh, I truly apologize. I'm
2: going to look at him and think... Have you ever had to stare at the broken, lifeless, bloody body of one of
4: your good friends, knowing there was nothing you could do to save them, and that you had failed them?
3: No, I've never. I've never had to do that. And my only good friend is Brax. And obviously, we're tight. And I, I've, in these battles, I fear that might one day come to pass. But that was, that's one of my biggest fears, and that's that's why I apologize that I said that.
2: I'm going to look at him and think.
4: Then you understand why your mistake could have cost you everything.
0: This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a DD podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Please check out our new website at peaceinthechaosproductions.com. We hope you join us next time. And as always, work hard and be kind.
2: So, Droz, can I go to NairSkyX tonight? <laughs> <laughs>
3: he lets us laugh. <laughs>
2: In that tirade. Goddamn shit, bitch. Fuck. You
1: say that again next time, I will kill you. I like that Merman there. Swears so like a soccer mom.